Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby and Laura here today. And we're super excited for this episode because it's been coming up a lot in our groups. And the title of it is Social Media. Is it a friend or foe? And we're going to explore how do nurse coaches use social media, all the nuances about it, all the judgments about it, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the truth. And we're super excited to have you here today listening to this. And Shelby, I want to start with you just to ask you, how do you see nurse coaches using social media? I see nurse coaches all the time using social media. (laughs) I feel like my whole feed is solely nurse coaches because it's actually kind of the only people I care about on social media, to be honest. So the (laughs) the algorithm has caught on to that and I could probably scroll for a solid five minutes before I see a non-nurse coach post, which I think is part of the the mental gymnastics here. Um, But I, to be honest, I love social media. The whole reason you and I have a business is because of social media. And I can remember even as a new nurse coach talking about how I wanted only a social media presence because I move so often. I wanted the flexibility to be able to pack up my business and open it with my laptop, no matter, no matter where I was. So social media for me, I mean, of course, there's like some pretty strict boundaries I have in place with it, but it's given me everything. And it's a free tool that I love so much. How I see other nurse Mm -hmm. coaches using this is for being able to connect with people that they would not be able to connect with otherwise. Like it's just such a magical tool that everybody uses and you get to, or at least the way that we teach it, you get to be your authentic self and create clients that way through social media. So for me, social media has a lot more points in the positive side than the negative. Um, But I think that nurse coaches who can embrace using social media, they have faster success. Mm. That would, I mean, that the data from our clients suggests that. The data suggests that if you choose to use social media in some some capacity, things will move a little bit faster for you. We do have clients who use no social media, and she'll be a guest here eventually, one of our our year two two peeps. Um, So you don't have to, but we're really going to dive into how how do nurses use it. And there's a couple ways that I see that you can use it. You can use it to market yourself and using it as a lighthouse. So a lighthouse, you are going to be flashing consistently and often by posting, by being present, and you're flashing your medicine, who you are. And after a while, people notice the lighthouse and they will be curious about the lighthouse and they'll come towards it and and seek you out or ask you questions. That's one way. The other way is by being a tugboat that you see other people suffering, having gaps, having issues, or maybe they're killing it and you're just excited for them and you reach out to them, pull them into your DMs, pull them into a conversation and create them as a client that way. So lighthouse versus tugboat, one, we're just being visible. The other one, we're being direct. 
Now, marketing using direct communication as a tugboat is faster in the beginning. So even if you're trying to decide which way you want to do it, everybody wants to be a lighthouse, but they don't want to post. They just want people to come and it, it doesn't happen. So if you can do a combination of both, that's fantastic. And then the other way that we market is we just share who we are. We just share what's important to us. We have a personal brand based not on strategy, but just authenticity and transparency. And the more you can liberate your true voice, the more people will be attracted to you, period. So that that's really, we use it to market. Um, but we have listed some benefits and some downsides, and we want to go deep into each of these and how they show up for our clients. So I'm going to let you start with benefits, Shelby, because you just said, I love social media. You're deciding to see it as a positive. Yeah. For, I mean, again, I would not have a business without without social media. Well, okay. Maybe that's not completely true. If I decided to not use social media in the beginning, I would have found another way but I chose this way and I made it work. Um, so the benefits of using social media is it's free and you have a captive audience. Like you have people that are going to read your stuff already. Um, and you can connect anytime, anywhere dressed in sweatpants. If that is the vibe. And to be honest, I grew my entire business in sweatpants over the past <laughs> four years. I'm wearing jeans today for the very first time. And I was very excited to tell Laura about it. Like this is, this is a big moment <laughs> for me. Um, and then also I think what's cool is you can create a really, like you can create community online relatively quickly. Like I have um, a handful of nurse coaches right now that I'm working with that started Facebook groups with a specific like with their client's specific problem in mind or their future client's specific problem in mind, creating a certain type of lighthouse that draws people in. And they have hundreds of people in their Facebook group with very little effort. Like people are looking for a solution and I always tell them, I'm like, y'all like Laura and I, our, our Facebook group has over a thousand members now, but it's taken us almost three years to cultivate that. Mm-hmm. And I have clients that are creating communities of three to 500 people within four months. Again, with very, they're not like hustling to fill their groups. They're just, again, putting it out there. It's the lighthouse. People are looking for a solution and then they find them. And then it makes it so easy breezy for when someone joins your community, for you to introduce yourself, for you to be, to send a voice memo and just say hello um, and crack that door of communication open. Um, yeah. And everybody's ideal client is on social media. Every, every single person, because we all use it again, I think it's just like an extension of our culture right now. It's, it's, it's an easy, if you're trying to answer the question, where does my, where does my ideal client numb out? It's on, it's on social media, right? Like it's it's an easy way to get in front of them. Um, this is a little bit of a bold claim, but again, I, this is Laura and I's experience. I think that having a social media presence, and when I say that, I don't mean that you have to be an influencer, but just being present online makes your business recession-proof. Like if you are mm-hmm. only relying on meeting in person or, and then like a global pandemic happens, you know, like that gets cut off pretty quickly. And this is 
again, just another way to ensure the longevity of your business. And a lot of us nurse coaches really love to travel. This makes your business completely mobile. As long as you have an internet connection, you can figure it out. I have learned over the years, my goal originally used to be to be able to work from anywhere. And I did that. And now my goal shifted to, I want to be able to leave work at home and go travel anywhere. So that's, that's the new goal (laughs) that I'm working on. Um, But like in a pinch, if you, and I've seen this happen for me time and time again, like there's a family emergency and I have to fly across the country. I don't have to reschedule anything. I just have to plan my flight around my calls, you know, and um, having a online business allows you to be mobile. Um, Again, I know that having a purely online remote business is not for everybody and that is okay, but these are the benefits of of having an online remote practice. Yeah. So you can connect for free anytime, anywhere, dressed anyway. You can easily create your own community. Lighthouse attracts people in there, your ideal client in months, not years. And Your ideal client is on it. Maybe not all of your ideal clients are on it. Maybe you do have some ideal clients who aren't on it, but there are also ones that are without exception. Unless your niche is people that hate social media, then maybe they wouldn't be there. But every other niche on the planet, there are clients on it. It makes your business recession-proof in some ways, and it allows you to travel. Those are the benefits we came up with which is an amazing list. And I would say, you know, 80% of our clients are maybe not in love with social media, but they're open to using it. And then we have 20% that are just really like, hey, it's just not my jam. I really don't, I'm not interested in leveraging the benefits. I, I want to do it another way. So totally cool. You can do it both ways. We also want to talk about the downside. So there are downsides to social media. And this is kind of what we see in ourselves and with our clients. Poor boundaries and always on devices. Two years ago, this was me. I was hustling all the time. I was scattered. I wasn't present. Um, It did not feel good. I got results. So I'm wondering if it's like a necessary part of the online hustle when you're trying to figure it out. Uh, But it didn't feel good. And so if you are going to build online, how do you create really healthy boundaries? Because you're walking around with a device that connects you uh, to that world. And so I know, Shelby, you've taken Facebook and Instagram off your phone at certain times. Um, we've done different things at certain times to change the how easy it is to get sucked into a Facebook hole or an Instagram hole. Um, so downside is that you can exercise poor boundaries. This next downside is really what made us do this entire episode. And Shelby briefly mentioned it, that If your feed is not intentional, it will be filled with only nurse coaches. And then the ads you'll be getting will be all for business coaches or how to make a million dollars selling a course, how to make six figures with a podcast, how to do marketing made easy. Here's five steps to becoming a millionaire. All you have to do is work three minutes a day. That's your feed. And that gets really noisy and it messes with your head. And so, The downside is, is if you do not intentionally cultivate your feed to create the absolute best mindset possible when you're in your startup phase, it will be a drawback. So I'm a huge fan of saying, I love you to all your nurse coach friends. And then 
snoozing them for 30 days or unfollowing them. Because if you unfollow all your nurse coach friends, then you won't, when you go to write your posts, it will feel original. You won't feel like you're reiterating the 19 posts you read of your friends doing the same thing. Um, we, we encourage you guys to support each other on posts for algorithm reasons, but I also think there's, oh, there's a time and place to step away from that. What do you think, Shelby, around that? Yeah. So the way this comes through for some of our clients is, oh, I see so-and-so just crushing it on social media posts. And then somehow that doesn't leave any room for you to succeed on social media posts. Like you, except for our nurse coaching community that is really small and overlaps quite a bit, you guys are friends with completely different people. Otherwise, you have completely different set of eyes on your stuff. And this is <laughs> this is my spicy hot take here is like if you see someone showing up on social media all the time, it's because they don't have anything else going on in their business. If they are constantly present on social media, if they're cranking out 80 posts a week, if they are commenting on every single thing, it's because they don't have clients and they're not doing any actual coaching. That is okay. Everybody starts there to get clients on the books and to connect with people and all these other things that are necessary, but comparing your, comparing the initial hustle of it all, like is, I don't know why we do that. It's kind of irrelevant. Um, But Mm -hmm. you have to be really in charge of your feed. You have to, if there is someone, if there is a girl from high school that just like you hate follow, stop don't do that. Like be, (laughs) be in charge of the media that you consume Unfollow people that don't make you feel good. If they're, and a really easy way to loop around this is to unfollow people. That doesn't mean that you're not friends with them. That doesn't mean that you can't check in. It doesn't mean that you're not connected, but it, it protects your scrolling. And whenever clients come to me and are in, in the social media wormhole, I say, get online, be in your communities for 15 minutes, whether that's your Facebook group or scrolling on your feed or whatever, make your post and then get off. Like you don't have to spend Mm. scrolling around just willy nilly on the internet is not work. It does not count. So if you're not sending the messages, if you're not like doing the thing, if you're not doing the actual action step, get offline. It's not, it's just like not the place to be and to spend your time. Also, we have a lot of nurse coaches who are still working part-time or even full-time in our practice, and they don't post because they're afraid of what their coworkers are going to think, or they don't post because they're afraid of what Aunt Edna is going to think, or they don't post because they're still friends with their ex-boyfriend and that makes them feel a certain way. That is your problem. There is no reason why your posts need to be seen by anybody that makes you feel that way. Eventually, you'll get hopefully to a point in your own self-development and self-concept where you really, really don't give a shit. And if anyone gives you a hard time, they're blocked and gone from your life immediately. It's a really fun place to be. I highly recommend it (laughs) and I advocate for it with all my clients. Um, But but while, you know, before you're there, before you're there, if there is, every time you post somebody's face comes to mind and you're like, oh, I wonder if this is going to offend them. Oh, I wonder what they're going to say. Like they can't, they just can't be part of your online world. You cannot set yourself up to to have to play small or run a checklist before you post something that's real for you. Right. 
<laughs> right. I, I hope what's coming through here is that like you are responsible for it all here. Yes. There is some because it's really easy to outsource why you can't on social media. Because, oh, I'm going to offend Uncle Jojo or I'm going to whatever, whoever you're afraid to be seen by. It's just such an easy out for your brain. And we don't get to do that here. Like there's, I met my first coach on through the internet. Laura must, met her first coach through the internet. Like I'm, I've never been bummed out that I connected with my coach that way, you know, like as, as someone who's right. been a client who's who's connected with somebody online, I've never been resentful in any sort of way that she sent me a random friend request or I saw her post or she showed up too much. Like she was my lighthouse. I followed her for years before I yeah. even knew I wanted to be a coach or to do anything. And when the time was ready, I knew who I was going to turn to. The only answer was her because she'd been showing up in my life for 18 months before I hired her. Um, So again, your responsibility here, team. And if you're like, well, I, I don't have enough time to be on social media. I encourage you to go open your app right now and to have it tell you how much time you spent on your phone yesterday. And I preemptively call bullshit because (laughs) you do. (laughs) Yeah, you do. But at the same time, and and as we were typing out the notes for this episode, the next downside we pointed out is like, if you lean on social media too heavily, you kind of forget how to connect in person and talk about what you do in person. And I was like, Ooh, this might, (laughs) this might actually be me because I just, I don't do any in-person anything, especially after the nurse coach conference. I, there's been a big surge for people wanting to do things in person, in real life, to be able to look other humans in the eye and just have that connection. And I do think that there is absolutely a place for that. As humans, we yeah. need it. We need it. Um, so this is, I'm calling myself out here. This is something that I want to lean into myself because I don't want to forget. I don't want to be the weird person in the room. You know, I don't think that I am now, but for some reason, that's a fear of mine. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're actually incredible in person. So maybe you'd only have to do one thing and be like, oh yeah, I got that nailed. I'm good. I'll go back. <laughs> yeah. I'll go back to, to Zoom and I like my office. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I I've, so, I've just created such a cozy space. I don't want to leave it. That's that's the thing. <laughs> and you mentioned that mindless scrolling can be confused with work. So again, we just lead with the intentionality, the awareness, the self-awareness, the time, what you're doing when you're there, how you feel when you're there, who makes you feel the way that you feel when you're there. These are all things to be aware of when you're leveraging social media. And Mm -hmm. the last downside that I think can be really tricky and it's societal and it's cultural and it's prevalent in our influencer uh, social media society is that thinking that Likes and comments are the only metric that your business is taking off or that you're going to make money. That is so freaking far from the truth. Um, here's the thing. Facebook and, and Instagram have algorithms that are what determine how many likes and comments you have, period. It is their algorithm that, that determine that. Yes, does it have to do with your content? Absolutely. But the algorithm is really going to decide the time of day that you post, how you post it. Does it have a picture? What does it look like? How fast does it get its first interactions? That's going to determine how many people see it. 
And that does not show all the people that freaking lurk because I have had people hire me and say to me, I've been following you for months. I love all of your content. And I know that they've never liked or commented on anything of mine for six months. So there are lots of people that use social media to just view. They do not interact and you're, you're capturing those people as well. And so being really careful when you first get started, you post for your first four weeks in your business, you're getting three, four, five likes and maybe a comment or here, a comment here or there from other nurse coaches or like family members or friends. And then in four weeks, in 28 days, you say, Laura, it doesn't work. I'm trying everything and it doesn't work. Not, it's just not true. It takes months. This is a, a long game. This is a strategy that takes, you're not, it's like going to the gym, hiring a personal trainer, working out three days a week, and then throwing in the towel after four weeks because you don't have a six pack. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it happens over time with consistency and it, it can't, it, the metrics cannot come from likes and comments, even though eventually that will go up. Yeah. Shelby, yeah. what do you have to add? There's, I mean, I, I have a dozen stories of people who sign up for sales calls, who find my link from somewhere months ago that I posted it in the Facebook group and they, they get on our calendar and I'm like, I don't know who this person is. And I mean, I creep almost every time before I have a sales call, if I don't know somebody just to see if we've interacted before or anything, there've been plenty of times where there's nothing. And people have told me on the sales call right out of the gate. When I say, tell me about you, where are you from? What are you into? And they say, oh, I've just spent six months just creeping on you, checking you out, assessing you, and I already know that I'm going to hire you. And to be honest, that's a little jarring. It's a little weird that someone can like have such an mm-hmm. insight to who they think you are before you meet in real life. But it just goes to show as coaches, we have to step into this lighthouse mentality because if we're making it hard for people to find us, we're being the jerk. And that doesn't like, yeah, you know, so again, however you are committed to being seen, do it and do it consistently and do it well. If you're doing in-person stuff and no one is showing up to, to the event or to the meetup, that's okay. Like consistency is really key. No matter, no matter which way you pursue. Um, Yeah. Also a really other great example. I mean, on Facebook, I can post the same post on Facebook and the same post on Instagram, I will get 100 to 300 likes on a post on Facebook and I will get 14 on Instagram. Like my following on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Instagram is my safe space. I don't really do a lot of business stuff over there. I I go there to watch memes and do all that stuff. But, (laughs) um, but I have a bunch of nurse coaches that follow me on Instagram and watch my stories. That's like where I show up in the day to day and and they never interact. They never creep on me. But when we get on a sales call and they say, Oh, I saw that you went and did this last weekend, or I saw that you did this or like, it's a way I feel like a way that makes me approachable by showing up online. So that was a little rambly, but, and, and you don't have to be consistent in posting like every day, but like, don't be a ghost on the internet and then just expect people to magically message you after one post in six months. Yeah. I sometimes have our clients post every day for 14 days, not because I'm trying to help them get clients, but because I'm trying to have them face the fear of visibility. 
So the only time that I ask somebody to do like a, a challenge or a visibility challenge is when that's the, the fear of visibility is so big that I'm like, well, we could just karate chop that and face it in the next two weeks. Um, and it can be uh, two sentences. You could ask a question, can be a post. You can post a meme. You can post a picture. It doesn't have to be a life-altering, insanely inspiring, perfect copy with call to action every time. It can be, you can set the bar low and still show up consistently. Um, and then I wanted to just talk about my own experience with social media because it ch- has changed so much. And I decided at one point that I was going to love it, that I thought it was a divine tool to connect me to other humans. I was so grateful for it. And I began to to look at it as something, it was a privilege and something I got to be a part of because I had so many negative stories about how it wastes time and it's the, uh, it's going to collapse humanity and it's all bad. And I watched that um, documentary. What, what was that documentary called about Facebook? Do you remember, oh, Shelby? I don't remember what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I, I forget what it's called, but it's about like the dark side of Facebook and the dark side of social media. And that would have been really easy to just hang on to that and then let it go. And uh, my husband was totally against social media. And so his beliefs would bleed into my beliefs. And I decided, nope, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love the ability for me to, to connect with people in all over the world instantly, whenever I feel inspired, however I feel inspired. And so also the responsibility to choose to see this as a neutral tool or a divine tool, it's ours. It's our decision. And if if we have a, a negative connotation around it and we desire a positive, we can do that through thought work and through intention. 100%. I quickly Googled what that documentary is called. It's called The Social Dilemma. And don't yes. go watch it. Don't, <laughs> don't go watch it. <laughs> but again... These are, at the end of the day, these are all thoughts and feelings that we have about social media and thoughts and feelings can be intentionally shifted into what you want to actually yes about it. So yeah, yeah I, could, I could just rant forever about this. Of <laughs> Social media can be such a tool. It can be such a tool if you let it be, if you choose it for, for it to be. Um, it can open so many doors, connect you to so many beautiful humans, and you can have your cake and eat it too. You can still have the in-person stuff. You can still do in-person coaching. You can still do all of that, but try it. Don't shoot yourself in the foot before, before you give it a real chance. And I think by giving it a real chance, that's at least a year. It's at least a year of trying it out and being consistent. Right. Ooh, I love that you said that. Like that really puts it into perspective that we can't form a judgment after four weeks. Um, how have you seen people really win in social media? And I, I have a personal story about this of some posts that I did that made me a lot of money. And, um, interestingly, it was the posts that were not designed to make me a lot of money. They were the posts that (laughs) came from a deep yearning in my heart to express myself. Um, and I know we have client stories, so I'd love to hear some of your client stories about people winning in social media. Yeah. Well, there's been, I mean, more than a handful of times to where I've personally made a very direct post about the kind of client I want to call in and I'll post it. And then within like 10 minutes, someone messages me and says, Hey, you're talking about me. And then we jump on a call right then. And they say, yes. 
And I made like several thousand dollars mm-hmm. within 15 minutes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then I think that like our clients that have the most success on social media are the ones that are so good at beautifully expressing themselves online. Like they, they have mm-hmm. this ability to tell a story with where they're at. And um, I think that storytelling is just such a powerful, powerful tool. And I've seen also just like weird things. I, I know that I've told this story before and the nurse coach, every time I tell the story, she always shoots me a message. So I'm preemptively, I'm preemptively prepared for, for the message, but she posted a story about her dirty kitchen table. And then someone messaged her and was like, Oh my God, I have a dirty kitchen table. Can you coach me? <laughs> <laughs> like, like weird, 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 not like weird, weird, but just like, Again, I think showing up when it's not perfect, when it's not curated, when you don't have a master plan, but when you have a story to tell and you show up as yourself, um, that is just so much more powerful and potent for people to pay attention and to watch what you're up to. Yeah. And I know that I posted a picture in our Facebook group a few months ago of me in a really baggy t-shirt. I don't, and I was standing in my bathroom. And it literally looked like a bomb had gone off in there. Like there was shit all over the counter. Everything was everywhere. There's toothpaste on the mirror. And it was a post talking about like, I get messages all the time of people asking how I do it all. And like, I don't, I don't do it all. (laughs) And here's evidence of how I don't (laughs) have it all together. And like people freaking love that post. I got so many messages about that post. And it just, I think the more we can help humanize personal development and take some perfectionism off the table, it makes it attainable for other people, makes them want to do it. So, um, yeah, I think, I think our, our, our clients that are naturally good storytellers, storytelling can be a skill that you learn if you're not, but ones that are storytellers tend to have the ability to connect the fastest with their, with their clients. Yeah. And we call that uh, writing copy. Like a story could be copy. There's different structures of different types of posts, different rules that are, that will help you. If this is brand new skill to you, we do offer copywriting, um, a copywriting workshop in our course and in our programs. Again, copy, writing copy is a skill. Some people are born within the natural ability to do that out the gate. Some people like me had to work a little bit harder at it, had to read a lot of other people's really, really good posts to begin to pick up on what made them good and then me emulating that. Um, starting off a post off with something that's attention grabbing and not vanilla. And for the love of God, <laughs> I'm going to say something very profound here. So Turn down other, you know, roll up your car windows if you're listening to it in the car. Cover your kids' ears if your kid's listening to it. Don't be fucking vanilla because not everybody loves vanilla ice cream. Be you. Like sprinkles. Put some weird like gummy bears on it. However you do your your frozen yogurt, like do that in your post, whatever it is. The more you you can be, the faster you're going to attract your people. And people always post vanilla because they think it's safe and they think it's professional and they think it's the way they're supposed to and it falls flat. So find your spice, find your flavor, own it and share it. And um, Mm -hmm. that makes writing copy so much more fun. Um, and it's 
it feels good to express yourself, like actually express yourself. And when coaches can do that authentically, we just had a call yesterday where a nurse coach said, we asked her, who do you look up to? Who do you, who inspires you? And she said, people who don't give a shit what other people think inspire the hell out of me. And it's people who can authentically claim and own their voice. So um, mm-hmm. if you're going to use social media, be you, be your flavor, be your flavor. Yeah. Any other closing nuggets about uh, social media, being a friend or a foe that our, our audience would benefit from, Shelby? Again, it's your choice. Whatever you make social media be, it will be, which I feel like is a really common theme and things that we talk about, whatever intention or whatever thought you fuel it with, that is what it manifests as. So choose carefully here, have good boundaries. If um, you're listening to this and you're feeling totally nauseous and you don't want to do it and you're like, I just want an in-person practice. Awesome. Beautiful. Pursue that pursue that. Um, we are not telling you that one is, one is, uh, the right way over the other, but this is just our, our stake in the sand for social media and how, how awesome it can be. Yes. So takeaway points again are you decide it can be whatever you want it to be. You, You can do it and love it, or you can not do it and love in person and they're all okay. And that's the beauty of having a holistic view on starting your business. There's too many um, people promising you that they can get you leads through paid ads. And it's just not true. Um, It's unfortunately just not true until you've learned your own authentic voice, until you've mastered just the art of messing around on social media and loving it. There's no amount of paid ads that it's going to bring you clients. It's a step that we can't skip. I wish we could. If we could have, we would have, right, Shelby? Like we would have, we would have skipped it all if we could have. Yeah. If you could throw money at this problem uh, in the beginning, yeah, man, it would make life. Well, I don't know that it makes it easier in the long run, but it, 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 it makes it. Uh, yeah, if you could skip it in the beginning, we would have. We would let our clients skip it in the beginning too. Um, but yeah, speaking. Of- media come join us on our facebook group yeah. successful nurse coaches we hang out there it's a freebie space and there's a lot of wonderful nurses in that community um nurse coaches are spread out all over the country and see if you can come find someone in your city or in your state so if you're craving the in-person connection come to our group find some new friends meet up in real life it's a, it's a win-win yeah Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to us today. We'll see you next week and hope to see you in the group. Bye. Bye.